is a Horizon 2020 project whose aim is to help decarbonize the energy mix of European islands by developing, among other things, innovative systems to allow islands to integrate vast amount of renewables. GIFT aims to increase the penetration rate of renewable energy sources into the island's grid, to reduce their needs for diesel generation, and thus to decrease the greenhouse gases emissions directly related to it. Igor Steiner, my guest for this episode, is the project coordinator. He is also a senior project manager, head of energy and ecology solutions department at INEA Ljubljana. His focus areas are in the fields of design and implementation of energy management systems, process control algorithms, and quality control systems. Welcome to the EU Project Zone, a podcast series from Enlit and Friends, focusing on the energy transition and the EU Commission-funded projects that will help us achieve it. My name is Areti Daradimu, and I am the host of the EU Project Zone. Hi, Igor. Thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you, Oreti. Thanks for invitation. My pleasure. I will go directly uh, to my first question and ask you to please describe in a few words what the GIFT project is about. Okay, the GIFT is European found project, which the aim is to demonstrate new technology to decarbonize the use of energy on European islands. Actually, we have two demonstration sites. One is a small Italian island, uh, Procida. It's near uh, Naples. And another uh, island is uh, Norway, Hinoya Island cluster, very north of the country, actually is behind the Arctic Circle. It's much bigger island than uh, Procida. So very different islands with different needs, with different requirements. So they are very appropriate to demonstrate this technology on different uh, European islands. Uh, we are uh, actually consortium, very well balanced uh, consortium with uh, 17 partners from seven countries. And yes, I'm a project coordinator and I'm coming from Ljubljana, from Slovenia. Actually, we don't have islands in Slovenia, but anyway, we are very, let me say, very uh, frequently working or our specialty is energy flexibility management systems. And this is one of the main uh, here on this project. Exactly. And as you said, you are uh, actually studying two extreme cases, the south of Europe and the very north of Europe. So which needs of the EU energy grid is GIFT covering and how? Okay. Um, yes, uh, these two islands are really different. So one is uh, south in uh, Mediterranean Sea, another is north. So the climate is very different. And uh, for this reason, there are also different needs for this energy grid on these two islands. So what needs we cover with this project is let me just count a few of them. Uh, one of these is demand response. Demand response is a new concept that uh, consumers, that we say now are prosumers, are an active uh, part of the energy system. So we're trying uh, to prepare a platform to trade with the energy flexibility. 
we are working or dealing with uh, energy management systems on harbors. So we uh, we have included electrical ferries on the project, which is very popular now, especially on the North European countries in Norway, Sweden. There, there are buildings. There are many public buildings like schools, municipalities, public infrastructure. Yes, we know that with this green transition, we have to change our uh, transport to electrical vehicles in very near future. So this is a very strong demand for the islands, how to serve all this energy demand on these islands with uh, new coming uh, electrical vehicles. Because, you know, uh, electrical vehicles are something that is coming and already the countries, especially on the north, uh, has already some issues with a high number of these uh, electrical chargers uh, that should be somehow coordinated and uh, managed. Uh, The grid has no bigger issues. Exactly. Well, to be honest, being a Greek myself, we have solved the, not sustainability only, but uh, carbon issue also in the islands because we use donkeys and little ponies instead of uh, vehicles. Of course, we haven't solved yet the animal cruelty issues that come along. So I would opt and vote for electric vehicles or scooters in the Greek islands too. So you mentioned a little bit earlier that it is a consortium that is behind the project from various countries. Could you please elaborate a little bit on that? Tell me who is involved in the project and also who is the target audience for the project? Okay, so who are uh, the partners on the project? As I already mentioned, we are 17 partners from seven countries, uh, but we are with uh, very different profiles. So the main group here, we are solution providers. So every uh, solution provider has a special innovative high technology technology like uh, energy storage technology, flexibility management, harbor EMS systems, electrical vehicles, chargers, and so on. So this is one group. One is solution providers, Then we have research institutions. So we have two universities uh, on the project. One is one of the oldest uh, university in the world. It's Sapienza from Rome. Another is NTNU from Norway. And then we have DSO. So DSO is one of the future user of this solution. And there are two municipalities. Yes, as the demonstration is implementing on two uh, islands. So these municipalities from Procida and Harstad, which is the city uh, on the island, they are involved in the project. Yes. So and you, next question was about audience of the project. Yes. So the audience of the projects are, let me say, municipalities. Then it's different energy communities, uh, our system operators like uh, DSO, TSO, uh, aggregators with uh, flexibilities, and nevertheless, on the end, also um, also the citizens, because the the citizens are important part of this energy community, of course. Exactly. Maybe even the most important part. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about the end consumer or prosumer, as we like to call them now. But given the diversity of the continents, various grids, and the peculiarities of islands, how can we secure flexibility of the local energy systems in a pan-European level? 
Okay, maybe just to mention that the energy systems should be uh, somehow decentralized with the services, but on the other side, the grid should be well connected and supported uh, with uh, different uh, digital technologies. So this is also the way that European regulators proceed. So to have very well connected grids that these grids will support each other. So if one country has some issue with outage of some power supply, then can help and support with others, of course. But for this reason, you need a very good connected systems, very well digitized, and many things should be automated behind. So there is no space for some manual uh, operations, and this really, the system should operate it completely digitally and automated in the background. And since you brought it up, uh, the digital part, which technologies best enable digitalization in the local energy communities? Okay, uh, maybe I will mention just a few of them because uh, which we are dealing here on the GIFT project. One that we are working uh, a lot is demand site management. This is a technology that provides the flexibility of the prosumers. Yes, that uh, we balance the production and demand side of energy in somehow with better efficiency. Uh, very important on the grid are different IT platforms to perform grid observability, to know exactly what is going on grid. So if one grid is overloaded, then very important, which is coming now uh, really very strongly on the market, are different prediction systems for hours, days, and months ahead. So here we have really a lot of support from different machine learning technologies with artificial intelligence and all of this. Of course, exists many another uh, these uh, digital technologies, but uh, just to mention this that we are dealing here on the project uh, gift. Perfectly fine and, and understandable. One other aspect of the GIFT project from what I was reading is that it ensures that the sustainability of the solutions and their replicability in other islands. Is that really possible? Can you replicate and make sure that it will be sustainable in other islands that have perhaps completely different conditions than the ones you're testing? Yeah, actually, we already see on these two islands, uh, Prochida and uh, Hinoya, that islands are really very different. Yes. So we are trying to prepare some demo presentations of this technology, but in any case, there should be studied case by case. Just to explain maybe two examples here. Most of Norway renewable energy sources are hydropower plants. Yes. Uh, but in Italy, they are working a lot with photovoltaic uh, and uh, wind systems. And this system uh, requires different approach. Yes, because hydropower are more stable. You know exactly how much energy you have behind of your power plant. But uh, we know photovoltaic is very demand technology. It's not a stable supply of energy. And so and for this reason, you need a different energy storage technology, for example. Uh, also, uh, you have a different uh, transport systems on the island. For example, Prochida, it's a small island with only narrow streets that most of people are using their electrical bikes. So you don't see a lot of 
cars on the island because uh, the streets are just too narrow for this. And another uh, island has electrical ferries, which has another story. You need a very strong grid uh, to support such because you should know that such electrical ferry has energy storage, uh, energy batteries on the ferry with power of one megawatt and more. Yes, and uh, you need a very good service behind all this. Exactly. And uh, this also requires synergies. And from what I understand, one of, uh, of GIFT's, uh, let's say, aims and focus points is to develop synergies between electricity, heating, cooling, water and transport networks. How are you going to accomplish that? So, um, one of the this synergy between electrical heating and transport networks are storage systems. Yes. Um, if you want to efficiently transfer uh, the energy from, I don't know, from electricity to heat and uh, maybe to electrical vehicles, normally you need some storage behind. Yes. Uh, so these are somehow explicit storage system. We say that you have batteries, flow batteries, hydrogen. An example, we are working quite a lot with the different hydrogen technologies on our projects. And so this is the way. And then, of course, it's uh, important that you have very efficient systems to connect this and to transform the energy from one side or from one uh, sector to another sector. Yes, and again, uh, flexibility management is again one system that you have to balance demand and supply, even in this uh, synergy model. Makes total sense. I have one more question uh, for you, Igor, and it involves regulation because it is quite important, especially since uh, GIFT is a project that encompasses and engulfs various countries with different local uh, rules and regulations. So what are we missing in Europe? Or to put it in a different way, what should we change when it comes to regulation? And here I intend both on a European, so EU Commission, etc. level, and the local one, local authorities. Um. Okay, I have to admit I'm not a specialist for this regularity uh, questions and it, but I will explain just one uh, example that we have an issue on our gift project. It's uh, how to deal with hydrogen, for example. So it's a lot of discussion today about hydrogen technology and European really force a lot of this uh, hydrogen technology because it's a clean technology, of course, but just as an example, the regulation to implement this hydrogen uh, storing and uh, how to uh, implement uh, different hydrogen technologies is not harmonized in EU. An example, uh, we have a solution provider from France. It's a company, Sirfen, who produce a hydrogen smart energy hub. It's some height of hybrid solution, but hydrogen is very strongly supported there. And prepare, of course, the systems alone, installation documentation by French legislation. But the system is now uh, installing in Italy, in Procida, and they have completely different legislation. So. Actually, they have to start again, and this really, uh, really increased the price of such solutions and makes a lot of issues, uh, the suppliers of this technology. So and this is only one example, but I know exists a lot of more. 
exactly and the time also i mean it's time yeah, the time and cost to... yes all together it's uh, not uh, in favor of suppliers and final users this so all in all a more homogeneous let's say uh legislatory yes yes so we don't like to say that uh, there should be low standards for these hydrogen uh, solutions because hydrogen could be somehow dangerous if you are not dealing correctly with this and uh, and unclean of course if yes it's, it's clean but yeah. anyway uh it should be high request of the standards but yeah. To be harmonized, uh, yeah. not to be changed from one to another country, so exactly. that uh, suppliers of this technology will have a more uh, easy life. Let me say. Exactly. Thank you very much, Igor, for uh, for having this discussion with me. It was illuminating and very interesting. Thank you. Yeah. For thank us. you, Ariete. Very. Thank you very much for this uh, discussion. It was really interesting uh, to be with you today. Thank you. Bye bye. You've been listening to the EU Project Zone podcast, brought to you by Enlit and Friends. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and the Enlit Europe website. Just hit subscribe, and you can access our other episodes too. I am Areti Daradimu, host of this podcast series, and I thank you for joining us. Music